Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love. We're your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Newberry. I'm with the Board of Directors of Revive Open Healing Ministries, and I want to welcome you to an exciting uh, episode of Mission Revive Podcast. This is one I've been looking forward to for months, um, and I'm uh, joined, as always, with my colleague. Hi, I'm Ann Costa. I'm the founding uh, president of Revive Hope and Healing. And we're really um, going to be exploring a topic that I wish we didn't have to explore. But it's kind of a serious topic for us in our time. Um, but it's a, a wonderful resource. We're going to be talking about um, mental health and the need for more mental health ministry in the Catholic Church. And particularly, um, you know, helping people who, who, who are, are struggling against suicide. And so we have someone here that I am very happy to introduce. I met him uh, through an internet search, believe it or not. But it was, again, one of those internet searches that I feel the Holy Spirit just really led me to him several years ago as he was forming his association of um, it's called the association of catholic mental health ministers so our guest is going to be deacon ed Schoner. he is a deacon ordained and a permanent deacon in 2004 in the diocese of scranton pennsylvania he serves the saint peter's cathedral in scranton he is i said as the founding member of the important Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers, and also the Catholic Institute of Mental Health Ministry at the University of San Diego. And he serves on the Council on Mental Illness uh, of the National Catholic Partnership on Disability. And he's on the board of Pathways to Promise, which is an interfaith cooperative that facilitates the faith community's work in reaching out to those with mental illnesses in their families. Um, Deacon uh, also has written two books, one with at least one with, I think, um, Bishop John Nolan, who's also a member of the founding member of the association. They co-authored the book Responding to Suicide, a pastoral handbook for Catholic leaders and when a loved one dies by suicide. And Deacon will be speaking about that as well. So Deacon Ed, if you could come on, We've, we're just really anxious to, to get to know you and to talk about this ministry so needed. Thank you. Hi, Ann, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Great, to, great to have you, Deacon. Yeah. Hi, Bob. You, you want me to fire away there, Ann? Yeah, why don't you get us started? I know, okay. you know, it's a tough topic, but it's, it's on everybody's minds and hearts, I think. Yeah, right absolutely, now. absolutely. Uh, Deacon, I, uh, in preparation for our discussion, I. I looked at uh, your webinar on the principles of mental health ministry. And uh, a few quick, quick thoughts. One is what a thorough and well done webinar. It was just tremendously informative. And, and I want to thank you for that. And, and I uh, uh, 
I, I note that uh, the importance that you place uh, for leaders in this uh, field or ministry on uh, about self-disclosure. And, uh, and I, I wondered if perhaps for our audience, that's a good place for us to start. Um, and uh, really what, what prompted your interest in this ministry and, and um, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself perhaps. Sure, sure. Well, I do think it's important that Catholic leaders and leaders in general, but particularly in the context of this conversation, Catholic leaders be comfortable and able to discuss their own mental health issues and mental health concerns, uh, you know, when appropriate, and not be, be ashamed of it. I mean, uh, just like we would talk about a, you know, a physical problem, if it's if it was, uh, if, if that was important in the conversation, it's also important to be able to willing to talk about our mental health issues. So uh, for me and my family, uh, the uh, uh, our daughter Katie lived with uh, bipolar disorder and uh, for 11 years and died by suicide in 2016. She led a, she led a good life. She, uh, uh, her bipolar disorder was what called bipolar one. So she'd have moments of mania and, and then also periods of depression. But most of the time uh, with, with good therapy and with good uh, psychiatric and medical care, she was able to sort of stay kind of uh, in the middle, so to speak. Uh, she went to uh, college, got a master's degree from Ohio State. Uh, and But she would have moments uh, when she would just go into extreme depression and uh, moments when she would go very high. And uh, she had what uh, some people, uh, professionals call treatment resistant bipolar, which is just a fancy way of saying that the uh, the medicine seems as though they would work for a few years and for whatever reason, her body would start to react and those met cocktail medicines wouldn't work and then they'd prescribe another round of medicines and they'd seem to work. But uh, obviously, sadly, at the end, uh, for about the last year, they were like throwing the whole medicine cabinet at her and nothing seemed quite to, to work. Uh, and sadly, she died by suicide. Uh, when, when Katie died, we decided to write a very short obituary here in Scranton, explaining to our parishioners and our neighbors what happened. And, uh, and we were quite open about uh, her mental illness and suicide, but that Katie wasn't defined by that. Katie was a beautiful, vibrant young woman and a beautiful child of God loved by Christ. And much to our amazement, the, the obituary uh, went viral, got covered you know, around the world, and we heard from thousands, tens of thousands of people that this uh, short obituary apparently spoke to what they experienced, the stigma and the discrimination and being defined by their illnesses, and uh, also saying that it's important that the church become more involved with mental health and supporting people that live with these illnesses. So that's why we decided to, I and a number of other folks, uh, decided to, to found this uh, lay association of Catholic faithful, uh, called the Association of Catholic Mental Health Ministers. And just on a personal note, I mean, I struggle with with uh, some moderate levels of depression myself. And, uh, you know, you have to take care of yourself. You have to be aware of it when it's coming on. And uh, sometimes it's, it's like the flu. When the depression overcomes you, you just have to sort of recognize it and maybe back down a little bit from your activities. But, you know, be aware of these mental health conditions. Uh, so that's my story. Boy, um, thank you for thank you for the courage to share that. You know, I, um, I also noted as I was looking at uh, your board of directors, 
that uh, uh, you have a bishop on board that uh, apparently has worked very closely with you. I think you co-authored. Uh, uh, that's it's your, auxiliary. Your, yeah, that's correct. Auxiliary Bishop John Dolan from yeah. San Diego. And he he has a personal interest in this in this topic as well. And I wonder if you if you'd be willing to talk about that. What sure? And he speaks about it all regularly himself. I mean, uh, he two siblings of his uh, died by suicide, a brother and a sister, and along with uh, and along with a his brother-in-law. And he has other members of his family uh, that struggle with mental illness and have had um, suicide attempts. And he's he's quite open that he now uh, uh, deals with mental health issues himself. It's clearly uh, mental health illnesses and mental health issues. Seem, there seems to be a genetic component to much of this too. And uh, so he'll he'll talk about that how it seems to to run in his family as it does in mine and, and many families, as, as you know, that these things are just like heart disease and cancer and diabetes tends to run in families. Uh, so, so too with these mental illnesses uh, seem to run in families. So um, yeah, he's been a wonderful supporter. He says it's, he's he talks quite a bit about how it's changed his theology and understanding of God and how God interacts in our lives. Uh, it, it's a, had a very profound impact on his faith. So, uh, um... We ought to get him on hand for a podcast. Well, we can we can follow <laughs> him know? up, yeah. But but you know, is is uh, uh, if we talk about your association and in this ministry, um, how would you define or describe the uh, the profile of the people that you uh, you serve? Can you take a swipe at that? Uh, yeah. Well, our focus is on helping Catholic. Uh, parishes develop mental health ministries. So our focus is on the ministers themselves who want to develop uh, ministries within their parishes. So we okay. develop uh, resources, uh, uh, education, training opportunities, and other uh, things that can help people have the confidence to offer this ministry. It's 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 new, and uh, so people aren't sure if they can do this, or if they know what it is, or if they understand what to do. I liken it quite a bit to like like a grief support ministry, uh, where uh, a lot of it has to do with face sharing and small support groups, but also a lot of it uh, would revolve around educating the parish community to reduce the stigma and discrimination around mental health and mental illnesses. Uh, the ministry can also be accompanying those who are caring for people that live with mental health issues and mental illnesses, because quite often that's the parents, and they can be uh, you know, so very isolated and alone. So uh, so that's the focus, is, is to give parishes and leaders in parishes who want to do this ministry the, the tools and the confidence and, and the training to, to to start a ministry. Our our, our goal is is that uh, that one day mental health ministry will be as common a routine a ministry in a parish as grief support is or RCIA or prison ministry. It just becomes wow. one more ministry that's that's offered in parishes uh, or like for example uh, uh, visiting the sick. The visit, but we when we say visiting the sick, we always think of visiting those who have a physical illness. Well, uh, you know, mental illness can also be very isolating. So visiting people that live with these illnesses uh, it just becomes part of what a parish does okay okay and i could go on uh, for another hour so do you want I, to uh, get in here yeah so several of us 
uh, through in the Syracuse diocese went through the program offered through the Institute that you have through San Diego University and, and talk about being very well thought out. Um, you really start from the beginning and you help people get comfortable and think about their own experiences um, what they can bring to the ministry, and then you give them the tools that they need, that we need in order to establish a chapter, right? It's your hope that, that there will be chapters, or um, and, and it seems to me that you're giving each diocese support and guidance, but you're also giving us the opportunity to develop things uniquely in our our own area, what we think sure. we need, right? Why is well, that important? Why do you think, why is that important? Well, for example, different parishes are, are you know, have different uh, demographics, if mm -hmm. you will. I mean, some parishes have schools and they're very, uh, a young parish, maybe oriented in a partic particularly towards young people. Um, I work in a center city parish. So most of our uh, folks that come to our parish are older adults. A lot of people living in the streets uh, uh, with downtown center city type issues, uh, you know, and other parishes are older. They have a lot of Alzheimer's dementia related issues. So a lot of it is figuring out what the what is the primary issues and concerns within your mm -hmm. parish. And then the other thing is, is what are you as the ministers comfortable yes. doing? And what do you think you're capable of doing? I mean, because not every not everybody feels comfortable leading a small faith sharing support yes. group. But uh, some people might be more comfortable passing out literature uh, uh, or maybe occasionally having a parish education event where you talk about mental illness. And so, uh, so yeah, it's finding out what your parish needs and then also uh, understanding what you're capable of doing and what your strengths are and what, what, where your interests lay. And then hopefully there'll be a match. Uh, and as you know, the, uh, the final exam, such as it was in that class online, is, is, is uh, to develop a plan for your parish. Yes or your diocese uh -huh. and uh, to think through what you need, what you can do, what your resources are and come up with a plan that's unique to your, to your particular parish. Right. Right. I hey, like Jeff, that flexibility. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I like that. I like that flexibility. And I like, I like all that you prepared us with in terms of how to draw appropriate boundaries, um, knowing what terms mean and, um, you know, just helping people feel welcome and, and breaking down the stigma, like one relationship at a time. I think that is really what our faith is really. Right. 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 And the, and the idea of it, the, the main focus of this is, is that it's ministry. Mm -hmm. We're not uh, called to be psychiatrists or psychologists. We're not right. called to be curing or treating mental illness. Uh, I mean, that's that's the role of, uh, the, of the professionals, and that, that's uh, a gift from God that medical care is. And what we do as ministers is try to encourage people to go get appropriate mental health care. There's, there's nothing about that you're a bad Catholic if you're seeing a therapist or, or if you need sort of psychological or even, uh, even uh, support with medicines. All of that's good, and all of that's a, a gift from God to get there. Uh, to get to, to take advantage of those uh, opportunities. But what we in the ministry do is, is um, 
accompany people, to use one of Pope Francis's favorite words, that uh, that people with live with these illnesses and their caregivers can feel so alone, so shamed, and uh, it, these illnesses can even damage, just like the relationship with other human beings, other people can be affected by these illnesses. So often their relationship with God can be affected by these illnesses. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where the call of the ministry is, is to support them as they search for where God is in, in their lives and um, where God is in the midst of this suffering. And it is suffering at times. Uh, yeah. um, I saw in, in the webinar, I, I, I saw a wonderful graphic that you had uh, uh, really distinguishing between uh, what a parish minister does and what a, uh, uh, what a mental health professional does. It really yes. delineates the different roles. And I, I also noticed that uh, as I, I looked at some sample agendas for your group meetings that there's a strong emphasis on, on participants. Uh, the, uh, the expectation is that they're really in compliance with their treatment um, and they, they're embracing that and, and you support that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is hard just to, not only to come to a faith, a faith sharing group, but just to get through life if you're not uh, compliant with your uh, treatment program, yeah. if you're not, it's just just hard. And I, and I realize sometimes that's part of the illness that that people will. There's a term for that called anosognosia, which you're probably familiar with, uh, uh, Bob, uh, where where people just truly don't see the illness. Uh, they don't yeah, think yeah. they're ill. Uh, that's part of the part of the uh, part of a mental illness for some people. Uh, yeah. But it's it's hard to participate when you're not compliant with your program. That's for sure. Yeah. Can you, can you give us uh, one or two examples of, uh, I'll call them success stories, parishes that, that have, have embraced this ministry, um, that have uh, uh, really grown in their ministry, but also provided tremendous accompaniment and support to, uh, to participants? Yeah, sure. Well, there was one ministry that was just covered in the LA Times uh, the middle of this, like a week or two ago, around the feast day of Saint Dimpna, uh, May fifteenth, uh, they have a Saint Dimpna. They call them Saint Dimpna prayer warriors, something something along that lines. Okay. And a, and a parish and a parish in Orange County, Saint Martin de Porres Parish in Orange County, just outside of Los Angeles. And they brought together and and the particular focus of their ministry is 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 prayer and prayer support groups. And, uh, and it's brought together about 15, 20 people that live with illnesses within their parish and they pray and have devotional uh, uh, devotions to St. Dimpton and some of the other saints. So that's, that's a good thing. It just brings people together and prays. It doesn't have to be anything super complicated. Uh, and it gives people a way to uh, uh, socialize with each other because a large part of ministry and what the church is called to do is be a community. And so often folks with these illnesses get isolated. So it's, it's a good way to bring people together in a community and pray together. Uh, we, there's, there's other uh, parishes, I can think of some in San Jose, for example, that really emphasize uh, uh, community education. So they will uh, have maybe quarterly have a mental health night in their parish where they'll bring a speaker in or show some sort of related uh, films on mental health topics within the context of their faith and, and do that. Uh, there's a couple other parishes, for example, mine here in Scranton, Deacon Anne Michelle up in Hartford, Connecticut, we're really focusing on support group meetings. Uh, I'm quite comfortable facilitating small faith sharing groups 
and so so we do that uh, so yeah that's it's a growing ministry there's about i'd say about 30 or 35 or so die dioceses around the country that have ministries going within their diocese uh we're we're now working with ministries uh, in south africa and moldova and india so it's it's growing around the world too there's ministries in australia and the uk so i, I see the holy spirit moving in the in this ministry and uh uh, and we're getting uh, it's growing and we're even getting support from the Vatican uh, I, I saw that yes yeah which is uh, uh, wonderful I mean it's absolutely wonderful that the the Vatican and the Holy Father is seeing the importance of mental health ministry and did you see his uh his prayer intention for last November November 2021 was for people who suffer from depression yeah uh, which is and wonderful that they've recognized that and uh, you know i joke you know uh, uh you know i got a got an email you know you mentioned earlier and about finding me by googling googling around the internet well apparently that's how the folks then in the pope's prayer network found me also by googling around the internet and uh sent me an email uh asking for help and supporting them and developing the the video and the other ancillary materials for the pope's prayer for last november so yeah i guess the, the holy spirit works through the inter works through the internet and uh, internet searches so uh, that's, that, that's, that's, that's great it yeah. is great it is great and you know i think they just came out this week with some very startling statistics of, around around uh, suicide again and you know the it doesn't probably matter whatever age group that you're work that you're 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 around or your parish is made up of i'm sure there are people who are struggling with that and i know families are so what what is what is the first step that a group might a person or a couple of people what, what steps would they take to begin to develop this ministry within their parish or their a diocese well, you, other than, you know, taking something along the lines of that uh, course at the University of San Diego, which kind of guides you to think it through. It's but free, the, by the way. It's it's it free. free. If you remember the association, yeah, we'll pay for the uh, for the for the program. Correct. So right. the first thing is we should join your association. Well, okay, yeah, do that, and we're trying to build up membership. It's all of that's that's free. But once you yes. once you get past that and start to figure out what you want to do, one of the best things to do is have some sort of uh, start a discussion within your parish about mental health and mental illness to start to break down the stigma and start to figure out specific activities that your parish might undertake. A, a great way to do that is, is to use a, a film series developed by Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries. Uh, you, again, you can find them on the, on the internet. They're out of Vancouver, Canada. They have a Sanctuary for Catholics, which is an eight-part film series along with uh, associated guidebooks to support uh, small group discussions within a parish and it just opens the parish up to a discussion about what mental health mental illness is and our faith and how the how these uh, intertwine and it's, it's it's a beautifully well done film series uh, so that would be one way to start it or the other way if people don't want to do film would be to have a like a five-part series where you we just went through this in scranton because we just came out of the pandemic so we're comfortable having in-person meetings again uh, but other places have done this too where you have like over a period of five weeks one night a week have maybe someone come in and talk about their lived experience with mental illness have someone such as myself or someone in your community talk about this 
spiritual aspects of it and church teaching on, on mental illness and suicide. I have a local healthcare provider come in and talk. Someone talk about the local resources. And just to get a discussion going and start to uh, have people think about, well, what, you know, what can our parish do and what are the resources in our community? Uh, and then go from there. Yeah, that was the other thing that really impressed me when I went through the uh, coursework was how much you emphasize that we really do educate ourselves about about what's out there in your own community, not just isolating the church and just doing something within a church, but but really building a support and and, you know, kind of having the net go wider and wider in terms of of what how we're connected to help someone if a person in crisis or a family that is going through this over you know chronically too yeah so. we're mind body and spirit and uh yeah sometimes it, particularly in the mental health mode, these things seem to get separated at times uh, right. the, the, the uh, uh the spirituality of people that live with mental illness needs to be taken care of too um but we also you know we need to connect these two things the mind body and spirit and mm -hmm. care for the whole person uh is, is yes. an important part of this. Okay. Well, Bob, we, we're going to ramp it up a little bit here. We're getting ready to wrap up. Is there anything that you really, that we haven't covered that you think is really important or, or Deacon, is there something that you think we should know? Like I'll let people know this, that we are pursuing this in the Syracuse diocese where this podcast originates. Um, I've been talking, as I said, with Deacon for several years about the best way to go about this. And um, if anybody's interested within the Syracuse diocese of joining us in these preliminary discussions and letting us know what's what what its needs are you can just go to our website www.revivehopeandhealing.com and go to what says it says mental wellness ministry so we're gonna we're kind of calling it that and we're our group is the saint Diphna walk with me ministry we have the title but but you know we're just we're just stepping out so um i just wanted to let people know that but in a broad scale, there's other places. There's people that we reach outside of here. Is there something else that we should let them know? Well, sure. I mean, uh, uh, come come to our webpage and you can see where uh, other ministries are. Uh, if you want to join our association, we can maybe help you get a ministry started in your area. Uh, mm -hmm. We provide the, the tools and opportunities to do that. So, uh, and uh, the, the other thing I just called to people's attention too is to pray. Uh, one of the, we're going to continue to work with the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. So, as you know, every uh, month the Pope has a different prayer intention. Uh, so, we're working with them within the context of that monthly prayer intention to have a mental health day every month revolving around that prayer intention. So, for example, coming up in June, the month of these prayer intention will be for families. So, uh, so we'll have a one day per month where we'll work with the prayer, Pope's Prayer Network to reflect on the mental health of families. And the okay, subsequent wonderful. month will be elderly. So we'll we reflect on the mental health of our yeah, elders. So every month, so uh, people can tune into the Pope's monthly prayer and then also see about this uh, monthly prayer intention associated with mental health issues. Okay, so give me that website. Let us know what the website is. It, it's the, oh, catholicmhm.org is our website, Catholic M Mental Health Ministers, catholicmhm.org. Okay. And then the other one, of course, is the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, which you can go onto the web and find that. They have an app called Click to Pray, uh, which is, uh, uh, and they do try to target, they, they do target uh, specifically the, the 20, 30 something age group 
uh, who might be more comfortable using their smartphones and using apps to mm -hmm. uh, to access these prayer materials. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Deacon Ed, for coming on and for all that you're doing. I think that it's only with Jesus that we can take such a deep tragedy that you've experienced in your own family and turn it into something so beautiful as this. That's what our Lord does. Um, he, he takes our suffering and pain and he he helps us to help others so that they don't have to go through it alone. So thank you so all, all much. Things, all things work to the good for those who love God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Deacon, Amen. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yep. Nice to meet the, meet you too. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.